Mm. Nathan, can you smell that? Can you smell all the Thanksgiving food we have cooking in the other room? <sighs> Those rolls. Well, I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> uh, that's a little Bob Hope humor for you. Nathan, what's your favorite kind of Thanksgiving food? Rolls. <laughs> no, our family our family always does uh, chicken and dumplings. Oh, you're not a turkey family. Well, if it's just uh, my wife and I and like we go to her mom's or something, then it definitely is turkey. But my family, any event where there's everyone together is always chicken and dumplings. It doesn't matter what the common cultural expectation is. We do chicken and dumplings. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And rolls. Rolls. Okay. All right. You talking to this Pillsbury? You going to pop that can? Oh, no. I'm talking. Okay. Proof. I'm talking proof these bad boys. Uh, you know, pop over, uh, yeasty. I want yeast as much yeast as you can get in these bad boys. <laughs> you somehow got a vaginal infection last Thanksgiving. You ate so many. I was putting them in every hole. Okay. So you are, uh, <laughs> listening to network special, of course, a, uh, podcast about the golden age of appointment based television. That was an era that when something was on TV, you had to watch it when it was on. And now thanks to the magic of the internet, we can watch these specials again and again and again. I am your co-host Zachariah joined by my, my favorite pilgrim who Nathaniel, Nathaniel Goody Shear. Yes. And then. Maybe my favorite native person. <laughs> Who's our producer? What's that list like? Hold on. First of all, name. What's that list? How, how uh, many on that list? Uh, producer Jeremy. Uh, Sacagawea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. John Redcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting Bull. And then me. Quite the group. <laughs> the only kind of thing I would expect from colonizers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, today we are talking about the biggest, even bigger than chicken and dumplings, the biggest mm-hmm. ongoing tradition of Thanksgiving. We're talking the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm. Can you handle it? Nathan, shut up for <sighs> one second. I... an obsession with this parade ever since I became aware of it as a wee child. And Mm. there's just something about it that I've, I've continued a love for it because it is the strangest, most garish, most obvious product placement thing you can think of (laughs) parading down the greatest city in America, New York city in front of the Macy's department store. Yes. And I hate this thing and have always hated it. What? (laughs) A tradition since 1924? You never even watched it as a kid? Well, back in the 20s, I was, you know, out in the streets mostly. You didn't like the big cigar balloon in 1924? (laughs) The the float of the opium den? (laughs) You know, I've always said the thing that Nathan hates the most is product placement. He cannot (laughs) stand it. Oh, it's brutal. No, I, I, you know what? I probably liked it more as a kid, but just, I I hate it. My, my family has to watch it and it's just so boring. Like, oh, let, let me be very clear. This thing is too long. It's, (laughs) it's, it's not good, but it is so overwrought and strange i i love it i can't do without it and it's 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 always you know it's too long but Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do and they add an extra unnecessary hour to it as well that we'll get into Uh, i'm i'm you know like like the nostalgia of it or whenever it's on and you're in the room and you're uh i'm typically in a warmer place that coziness Mm mm-hmm um, with family and stuff. I like that part of it. Although I live in Florida now, so it's hot, hot everywhere, but 
that part of it I like, but normally I'm just doing anything else while it's on. Well, I think that that's pretty normal, though. This is like hearing yeah. it is just Pavlovian for me to where I am transmitted to, like you said, that warm house on a brisk yeah. day. And um, I think it's meant and to you be- know me. I got to freaking get to the football. No, I, I gotta, know. I, I, you know, I'm a footballaholic. <laughs> No, I know. <laughs> yeah, so well, anything gets it. in the way of my pig skin. <laughs> you're watching it uh, going, I, put the dog show on. Because, of oh. course, the Winspinster dog show comes on after the parade every year. You want to see them pooches run. <laughs> I, actually, ever since they – now it's not as interesting as it was when it first happened. But ever since that guy from Seinfeld started doing it, uh, Jay Peterman – um, it was interesting. It was, the dog show was interesting. Although, um, uh, yeah, he's lost, you know, he's lost his charm for me. <laughs> I sincerely in, thought in you were since. doing a bit. No, I didn't, no, no, so no. That guy really did it. Yeah. He the guy it. who plays Jay Peterman is not, has, has become a, one of the, um, announcers on the show. And it, at first when he was doing it, it, it was, it was clear that he didn't know anything about the dogs. <laughs> So he would just make strange comments like, oh, this one here, you can't tell if it's the head or the butt. <laughs> you know, things like that. Just, you know, actual funny things. And now now it's like, now he knows what he's doing. And so it's like, oh, okay. It was something that his agent got him roped into automatically became like a sweet payday every year, right before yeah. Christmas time. Now, let right. me ask you this, Nathan. And of course, we're talking today about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> yeah. If you could put a new host in, a fresh face that would have that kind of new uh, innocence to it, who would you put in? Um, who would put in the Macy's Day? No, no, no. Who would host oh, the, dog the dog show? show? Who would you replace him with now that he's too savvy? Oh, well, you know, I can't resist. Chappelle? <laughs> Not these days, uh, Mister. Uh, uh, I can't resist a fun lip sync from our friend f- from across the sea, <laughs> across the pond, Mister Jimmy Corden. Corden is that his name? James Corden? <laughs> <I can't remember. laughs> Yeah. You know, I would love to see him do a little dance number with those little doggies. <laughs> I feel like you may get your wish someday, right? Doesn't that feel like a just a logical next step if he was on a different or maybe, network? From maybe cats a, to dogs. May, maybe a funny song with uh, Jimmy Fallon and the Roots. Well, it would have to be Fallon because, of course, those are both NBC. That's, that is true. So. What if it's Questlove? <laughs> What if you get you know, those? That would be the first hip hop dog show. I'm into that. I'm into that. Okay. All right. So Questlove, if you're listening, start riding your agent for that dog show. Yeah. Plus, rap mm-hmm. already talks a lot about bitches anyways. So what if <laughs> not the you, roots? Not the roots. What if you got the uh octogenarian Snoop Dogg to do it? In his old age. Now that would be one laid back dog <laughs> show. Am I right? <laughs> I was just in a convenience store and uh, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are hawking a brand of lighters, Bic lighters. Oh, God. And it has Martha Stewart saying, Great for lighting candles, and Snoop Dogg says, and other things. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like Snoop just as much as anyone, but come on. This, there is such a thing as Snoop saturation. <clears throat> well, disagree. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I you, want you, him you, you were me. all in on his gospel album? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, his yeah, weakest Snoop Lion? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Well, I'll never forget about it. Just like another event happening in New York City, the place where the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade is held. And today we're talking about the 64th annual parade in November 22nd, 
1990. I was taking you back in time. Good year. Great year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a uh, God. So so many highlights. We've we've whittled this down. Of course, we, we're not going to talk about the entire multi-hour show. No. We've each picked four of our favorite moments from this parade. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes. Was it the first year of the Bart Simpson balloon? Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, was it the first year of the Clifford the Big Red Dog balloon? Yes. It was. It was. Was it the twelfth time Kermit the Frog went down the the streets of New York? Yes. Was it? Okay, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about all those things. We have a lot of other things that we can talk about on this. And we're gonna start it off with you, Nathan. My top moments. Your top your top four moments on this parade, hosted by Willard Scott in Inside Editions, Deborah Norville. I could not figure out who that was. <laughs> Deborah Norville also is wearing an outfit that looks like a deflated sumo suit. <laughs> and I thought it was so weird until Willard Scott uh, made reference to her being uh, dressed for two. Apparently she was pregnant at this time and the very sensitive Willard Scott. (laughs) Willard Scott sucks, right? (laughs) Like, I'm glad he didn't reach a hundred. Cleveland's own, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, I think so. Oh God. And the first one. You better watch your back. (laughs) Yeah. Ghost is going to zap me. Um, and also not, not, no, 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 not, not in Cleveland. He's not from Cleveland. No. Born in oh, Virginia. Where's he from? Virginia. All right. Okay. But w- w- was he one of? Was he a Ronald McDonald at one time or something? He was the original Ronald McDonald when That's Ronald right. McDonald wore God. a box of food on his head and a cup on his nose. <laughs> um, but not he. He wasn't in Cleveland at all at any point. He said, "I will never visit Cleveland," and then he never spit on the floor. Cleveland. Yeah. Mark my words. He said, I'd sooner die before I hit 100 than visit Cleveland. And he did. <laughs> and then he did, yeah. Um, you know, I thought that because at some point he says Cleveland in this broadcast. Mm. And for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah, he's from Cleveland. <laughs> like that just like for some reason that like stuck. I guess whenever anyone says the word Cleveland, I just go, oh, yeah, they're from Cleveland. Because they know all the <laughs> local references like the name of the town. You assume that they're local. Oh, yeah. I mean, not m- not many people know its original name of Cleveland. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. All right. Um, I'm, so, I'm, on, I'm on pins and needles. What's your first pick, Nathan, my, for my your choice? F- so I, I want to preface this by saying that there were plenty of moments where it's fun to talk about. But I chose this. Uh, I, ch- I chose a very boring way to do this, which is to pick things that I actually liked. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Sorry. Boo. Uh, so my first one is, um, hey, I'm not a granny clown. Don't boo me. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference to this episode. Great reference. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, clap your hands. Uh, kid, kid and play. Kid and play performance. Yeah. All right. Let's hear I it. I was. Well, let's, so let's, I w- well, well, let's hear a little Let bit me. This it. is my time. This is oh, my time. Okay. You cue this me. Me, you cue me, baby. <laughs> I will. Uh, anytime there was hip hop on the any any show, I would rush into the room Fully and erect. say, "Turn that up, Daddy O! <laughs> I need to hear those young sounds, <laughs> those young hip sounds. <laughs> Move over, pops. <laughs> uh, go ahead, hit that cue." for doing a brilliant job in New York City. That new rap sensation, Kid and Play. Now, these guys really know how to celebrate the good times, and they practice what they preach. So listen up and get a load of all that hair. Maybe they can help somebody that I know very well. Kid and Play, folks, they've got energy. Yeah, Kid and Play. Kid and play now, and they've got energy. They've got energy. They've got uh, they are um, 
pure gangsters. <laughs> pure gangsters. Oh, no one harder. <laughs> no one harder in the game. Uh, no, I always love Kid and Play. They're, uh, they made good movies that I enjoyed. And uh, yeah, I like this music. And House Party had and just come out this year. Big surprise hit. Before the uh, Thanksgiving? Yes, I think that was a March release okay. because I think they just dumped it in March because they were like, yeah, House Party, no one's going to see this. And it made like quadruple its budget. That is always the case. Like, let's just make a black movie. There's no one in America who wants to watch a black so, movie. Or, is there? So insulting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's like, like uh, there's no, wait, are there, uh, uh, I know black people made this movie, but are there black people that go to movies? <laughs> it's like, just lay these things out. They'll be massive hits. <laughs> and, um, and good. You know, that, those are, uh, you know, anyways, I, I like hidden play and, um, yeah, so that was my first, and I, I'm 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 going these in order of appearance. Sure. So I don't have these um, as number one or anything like that. Right. I'm a little worried that all you're going to say is I liked it with all these. I'm so sorry to say, but uh, <laughs> no, I opened up with a really strong joke about you uh, did. I the differences the differences between old people and young people. Come on. <laughs> this was an and Willard, of course, you know every. Uh, host has to comment on uh, kid's hair, but this wasn't even the tallest I've seen the hair. Pretty demure no. hair on him at this one. No, I, I you know, I was really uh, disappointed. And this, of course, <laughs> I wanted more hair. Was, <laughs> was the host bald? Willard Scott is bald. Yes. Okay. Explains- famously. Famously. <laughs> famously. Uh, of course, and we should say that the first hour of watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade is just uh, cameras set in front of the Macy's department store and you're watching um, numbers from whatever is currently playing on Broadway. You're watching Mm -hmm. dance routines. Maybe there'll be a kid in play or two. Um, And then, of course, sometimes there's a granny clown doing (laughs) a routine from the Big Apple Circus. Uh, Granny Clown, one of the several canceled people on this broadcast. <laughs> Granny Clown, no longer clowning, because they asked a 16-year-old to clown in their trailer when they were 43. Oh, okay. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that. I was about to I was about to rail on uh, cancel culture. I'm glad I saved, <laughs> saved my face, safe face there. All right, so I am, uh, I'm back and forth on this. I'm... I'm mostly, I guess, picking things that I, I think were humorous or or odd in my top picks. And my I knew you were gonna come hard. I so I thought I came me- <laughs> to play. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I am doing the opening number of Oh boy. <laughs> of the parade. And one thing that's interesting when you watch a broadcast from years ago is you go you know, how have things changed in our society? How are things different? Are they different? Have we made progress? And I think in certain ways, we really have. And what I'm going to do is, uh, this is a visual thing, but I'm just going to play it. Uh, right. Laura Davis. They're terrific performers, energetic girls, and lots of fun. The and they act. start us off today with a tribute to Thanksgiving Day, Western style. Take it away, girls! Now, when they say Western style... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have everyone out there guess what this might entail. Okay. So half of these dancing girls are dressed as kind of like your uh, uh, saloon girl big dresses and the other half are have little teepees and uh, they are <laughs> bursting out with full headdresses on and doing dance routines everyone is in outfits that look like ketchup and mustard <laughs> and uh let's just say there's a lot of uh uh you know indian dancing going on with these girls and boy oh boy it just keeps going and going um and i i want <laughs> I wanted to show this not only because it's like it's such a uh, a collar puller now, obviously, but as I mentioned at the the top of the show, Jeremy, how long have you and I known each other? Like 20 years now? At least. At least 20 years now. I know your whole family. You are the 
the kindest, sweetest, funniest people you could ever want to meet. Most of you. You are gentle people. <laughs> when you were younger, and say a little bit of background about your 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 family, if you don't mind. Uh, my father is full-blooded Native American. He grew up on a reservation uh, in Belcourt, North Dakota, Turtle Mountain Reservation, uh, 20 miles south of the Canadian border. And so. have you been out there to visit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We okay. go there every other year. Okay. When this sort of thing came on TV, I mean, was your family just like rolling their eyes or were they pissed or is it just laughing about it or what, what was kind of, how did you guys deal with this crap? Uh, my dad would mostly make jokes about it. Like sure. he, oh, my dad was a very lighthearted, uh, guy. So he always tr- try to find the humor in it. But I think, I think a lot of it did kind of bother him because the way they portrayed native American is taming these, like, this savage society who were like, um, you know, this like a unsophisticated, uh, type of like, uh, I don't know. You, you, I think you can kind of get where I'm going. Yeah. We've all seen shows. Sure. So yeah, (laughs) my dad was also somewhat protective of like what we watched. Like Mm. Bonanza wasn't a very like, uh, wasn't on heavy rotation in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure underneath that big bucket hat um, that Haas would wear, I believe what he had underneath that was just pure prejudice. That's why we <laughs> saw it rarely off of his head. So, okay, that's interesting. But I'm sure you must have, your dad must have known people who weren't quite so lighthearted about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the reservation, this was like, oof. <laughs> Very problematic, yeah, to say the least. Uh, but you know, it's tough because I think we've only ever gone to the reservation one time during like Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm. and I do remember it being like we never specifically said it was they, everyone just said happy holiday, hmm. no one said happy Thanksgiving, no one like. There wasn't the same like uh, decorations as there were in Ohio, so there was like no like little pilgrim hats and you know stuff like that. I noticed, or like little headdresses that they would make out of like <clears throat> construction paper right. that you would see in other people's households. So they're like they almost it was mostly like I think some one time somebody said like happy happy harvest season or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did your family do Thanksgiving? We did because my mom's side of the family, which is Lebanese, we celebrated Thanksgiving. But it was always Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorite holidays because my mom's side of the family never knows what after so many years, they still have no idea what to tell us. (laughs) There's always that pause of like, happy Pause, wait for it. Holidays. <laughs> it's so funny to me because I know. Mom married into the faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's funny watching them grapple with like, and they, they have no, like most of them are Lebanese people. So they have zero reason to feel any kind of guilt. Sure. But it's still like this like, weird they they try to be as sensitive about it as possible which i appreciate that's nice well you won't find such manners here (laughs) okay (laughs) arn thank you jeremy i appreciate you i was just curious because you know i i know the reaction i have i just wondered if your household was just like turn it off this is let's just say we didn't watch a lot of western films sure Right. In my household. So like to me growing up, John Wayne was kind of like the devil. Yeah. 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 Or at the very least the guy who played the devil. So, um, who was the guy who played the devil? Tim Curry. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was like Tim Curry. <laughs> he was our household's Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> John Wayne, the Tim Curry of the native people. 
<laughs> All right, Nathan, what's your next pick? Um, my next pick. Did you when you said that's as your opening number, meaning your number one? Because the opening number, it's not the the Ed Sullivan in five minutes. Uh, is that on your list? It is not on my list. Okay, good. Um, right. it, that it's, is the opening number of the whole shebang. the whole thing. I got yes. you. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I uh, that's definitely not on my top list, but um, my next meaning is, for me, it's notable moments, not my favorite moments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be clear about that. Don't listen to him. He loves <laughs> these things. <laughs> he has them on repeat. <laughs> uh, my next one is definitely uh, the guys next door as a live action Saturday morning. TV fan, my Saved by the Beldum comes into play here. The Guys Next Door, a TV show in that same vein. Um, I love these guys. You, Do you, you have, have a clip. You have to set up what this. Nobody knows what this is, but you. So, I, I, I can only remember a little bit of this, but it's like the the. I remember the theme song, um, and I remember watching this because it was just. Uh, part of you know like it comes on like 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 there was a, there was a whole tradition of these it was like Save of the Bell uh, S- I think City Guys might have been one of them uh, these these guys like I felt like all these guys were on in the same kind of um, California Dreams all these um, live action these are supposed to be teenagers I guess kind of but they're also like thirty year olds <laughs> you know in real life. Um, but yeah, so these guys, they're, they're, I, I think they're a band in the show. Is that right? I, I, I can't fully remember um, all of the details. I mean, you're the guys next door fan here. But yeah, it is it is like the monkeys. For, they kept on trying to do a new monkey yes. for the 90s, where it's California Dream. There's a bunch of teenagers that have a band. Guys next door. It's a bunch of guys, good looking guys who live in one house and they have a singing group. The new monkeys. Yeah. They're the new monkeys. Yes, it's 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 um it it says here on Wikipedia a combination of the new kids on the block and the monkeys. So this is like yeah, this is the, this is the pop boy boy band version. Um which yeah, part of the Saturday morning lineup and um I this these TV shows suck, they're not good, but I freaking love I loved them because again, I loved seeing people who were supposed to be my age doing cool things that I never could do. And by um, your age, you mean 23. Yeah, I was 23 in 1990 in eighth grade. And there seventh, are guys who was grade. like, the bad boy, the goofball, the plain <laughs> yes. Jane. And the black guy. That's right. <laughs> Basically. Everyone. <yeah. laughs> so here's a little clip from the guys next door, and they are on a float, which made only one appearance in the history of this parade. Huck Finn's Abandoned Island. Adventure and fun on Huck Finn's Deserted Island is a hot new singing group. I mean hot. The guys next door, they have a super sound and they star their own NBC Saturday morning show. And I'm sure that you teenage girls over there wouldn't mind having one of these great looking guys living next door to you. Oh, boo boo. <laughs> Take it away, Roasted. So the guys next door on a float that looks like a a treehouse built in the south, and there are children with big straw hats on it, and the guys next door are just kind of bopping around and walking up and down stairs. Boy, look at that oversized Raiders jacket. Oh, I love that. Love a Raiders jacket. Now, we're about to have a person who, um, I mean, by association, seems like they're a big fan of what the guys next door are playing. Here she is. That's Raven Simone on what I believe is a giant snail. And she is bopping away to beat the band. (laughs) Now she's getting up and she's twerking. She's clapping her little butt early, cheeks together. She was an early twerker. Early twerker. Big bird flies. Animated tricks on a float. Yeah. The 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 most famous people in this 
Um, the the Patrick J. Dancy, who is the the black character, the actor, he was um, on Family Matters. He played Ted on Family Matters for for a year and was I, I, I can't remember if he was um, exactly who he was on there. If he was like uh, Laura's boyfriend or um, can't remember exactly, but that's what I recognize him for the most. But then there's also Damon Sharp, who was also on on this in this cast and he has a huge um long list of song production um 40 over 40 million copies you know uh, everyone from jennifer lopez ariana grande pitbull and so on like he has really like producer um or he's a singer it just says a contributor too so i don't know um it doesn't actually say like it just says he's worked with them Hmm. Um, so, oh, it looks like he's written some songs. Like catering. So, yeah, just a. So, yeah, he's he's gone on to do a lot. Though I don't think you would just know him unless right. you were um, a person who looked at liner notes, right? Or, of course, a guy's next door super fan like you. Oh, like me. All right, my number two pick is the man uh, serenading the quick bunny, and what I mean by that is. There is a gentleman, and I, I'm so sorry I didn't catch his name. Um, he's in a musical, and he's singing a, a song, of one of those old sappy songs called Time to Remember. And you can tell – sorry, let me back up. He's, he's standing on a rooftop above the parade. He's not in the parade. So he is <laughs> probably on the one of the top floors of the Macy's building. And he's about to sing this big Broadway ballad. And the camera person has obviously told him, look out over the city before you start singing like you're thinking wistfully of a person that you love and then turn to the camera and start singing. The problem is, is that when they cut to him, he's looking out over the street and it looks as though he is looking directly at the quick bunny balloon. So when he turns around and starts singing, it sounds like he's singing a love song to a rabbit. <laughs> Now, this, of course, is visualism. Yeah. So he's he's looking straight at that rabbit, and he's making a face when he turns around such as, oh, God, it's going to look like I am in love with the quick rabbit. The camera person senses what's happening, and he starts zooming in on the guy's face to get the quick rabbit out of the shot. And the guy is singing on, and as he's singing, the quick rabbit's getting closer and his big head just looms into the shot over the guy's shoulder (laughs) and the guy turns around again and sees the rabbit again and looks even more angry (laughs) yeah this freaking song this freaking song I'm sorry they they he looks over and they they follow his eye line and they just go straight to the rabbit's face and then they get out of it as quickly as possible. <laughs> they have to be absolutely freaking out in the live booth. Oh god. And like, this What poor, do we do? Where this, do we cut to? This poor guy obviously after it was done is like, well, no one will ever see it again. <laughs> cut to 20, 30 years later. Um, <laughs> Yeah. This is from is this the one that's from the show The Fantastic? I believe that's or something. That's correct. Yeah. Yes, I believe that's correct. I couldn't remember his name either. But man, that freaking voice. Um Yeah, it really is a reminder that all ages, they have to appeal to all ages on this show. So they have some real sleepy entertainment as well as stuff that oh. would appeal to kids. I mean, the entire Broadway show clip run that you get at the beginning of the show is just boomers the musical right oh my god you have a buddy holly musical you have forever plaid which is like a 50s jukebox musical you Ed have, sullivan jokes yes Ed sullivan jokes you have uh the the mary martin peter pan style production Every, dancing nuns oh god yes right nonsense another 1950s style show that is like I still see advertised nonsense. Uh, yes. Oh, and yeah. as is, as it's a laugh freaking riot, like you would just lose your mind if you went to this thing. 
also, it's unfortunate, but this year for the people in the Macy's parade, they had given silver stars for them to wear. And unfortunately, when you put it on a big black coat, it looks as though you are a, a Jew during the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I don't feel so bad for my people. <laughs> they got a little something for everybody in this thing. <laughs> okay, so yes, man in love with the quick bunny. That's my next pick, Nathan. That's a good one. What do you got? What do you got coming up for me? Now, you know me. I do. And I know you, you pretty know well. I love a giant New York. <laughs> Pizza pie. I'm a huge, huge fan of pizza pie. Yeah. So it only makes sense that I would love this next act. Mm-hmm. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. Should we hear their introduction right now? Play that track. Oh, I was looking at the Big Panther. They're lean and green and boy are they ever on the scene. Direct from their constant appearance in Los Angeles, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles band, Awamunga. Hey, these heroes on Half Shell love their pizza, and the motto of their national culture is, you do more good with music than with weapons. So keep up the good work, you do. Now, the turtles are in the full coming out of their shells costumes, which yes. means that, you know, there's like the movie. They look a little bit more like the movie style turtles. But for whatever reason, they decided to give the turtles all of the teeth they had in the warehouse yes. and they can never close their mouths. So they just look like they are insanely grinning at all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the Joker's victims, and they are wearing costumes. <laughs> How would you describe their costumes? There's cut-off jean vests. There's glitter. Just, uh, just enough cloth to cover the shell, kind of. Like everything, yeah. you can see tons of arms, tons of tons of leg. I don't. Know, I feel like and they're growing. Um, they have little yeah. loincloths on too. <laughs> yeah. Now, now here's here's something I wonder about now. Uh, for those who know, don't know, uh, uh, at one point, Michael D- um, Ian Black of the state and Stella, and he and and he says that he at one time was in the touring company of the TMNT show, and I oh every time I see them, I always wonder, is he in this costume? I'd I'd love I'd love to hear I would pay for an evening just hearing him talk about his time on tour with the Turtles, right? And I I don't know to what extent he was with them if he was just with them in a city or if he actually was on tour or whatever. But it sounds but but yeah I I would love to know if he was at this. I th- I feel like he would mention it, but um yeah I I love this era of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So th- it, to this music comes from a tape that they released. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Is it called Turtle? Po- what is it called? Um, you you, call, you said. Is it not coming out it, of their shells? Yes, coming out of our, coming out of our shells. And you would get this tape at Pizza Hut. And we got I, there. We got yes. there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, also they're big pizza fans. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. That's that's not number number one about these dudes, um, but don't ever put anchovies on there because Michelangelo will have some harsh words for you. What do they shove down the grate? Was it Domino's they shoved down the grate in the first movie? I think so. Yeah, because um, nothing makes me want pizza more than a pizza being pushed down a, a city sewer, a sewer grate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this tape, I have. I can, I know every word. I know every word to every song. I sure. still have it. Sometimes I listen to it. Yeah. Sometimes I have it on my on my iPhone. Sometimes I listen to the song very fondly. Songs. I don't understand why they're playing this song during the show. Why they wouldn't play like Pizza Power or something. Something that's they're doing this song. You can count on us. Which it's 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 a song they sing like 
to April <laughs> in that the storyline of this thing. That was the song that they would play during the ads because they used to play the ads for them coming to Cleveland on a okay. loop. And this was the song they would play in the background. Yeah, there was like a, I never saw the live show. I guess I, I, I think I have a video of it, but I haven't watched it yet. But it's like the, there's like a, a through line, like a story that hits through. So each song kind of matches part of the story of what's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of this and I love the teeth. I gotta say, I love the freaking teeth. Oh yeah. This is uh Kent's song. That's that, uh, that's that John Cougar Mellencamp sound? Yeah, slash like very light Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poison. Multiple, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Now, uh, this, of course, is the song that fascinates me, which is Skipping Stones. <laughs> yeah, skipping you know, Stones. <laughs> Master Splinter, of course, the rat who has, speaks like a old, wizened Mr. Miyagi character. Mm-hmm. He has a song in this. And, of course, he sings exactly the way that you would think he might. Is this one of those songs that has an like, eight-minute intro to it? <laughs> It's coming out here. Now, there's one more. This one more loop here. <laughs> I think this is a spoken word at some point. Standing in water looks like glass. Looks like glass. And just, just let people hear this for a minute. World of blue is what I Sorry, do we get to the chorus soon? Because I want I want people to hear this chorus. I know we can't it's play coming. this whole thing, but okay. There's no bridge if you're one. Okay. Beautiful forward here. Beautiful. Oddly enough, he sounds a lot like one of the other turtles. Just. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't play this song, but uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. There's a lot of good jams on there, especially Tubin, which is all about sewer surfing. Yeah. All right. Anything more you want to say about our buddies? The Teethy Uh, Turtles? No. I I, I just that I love them. They'll always be in my heart. So for my next pick... um, Sometimes some of my ultimate moments in these parades are when you see something come across the screen and you are flummoxed as to what it is you're looking at. And my next pick is a little guy named Freud. Freud spelled F-O-Y-D. For a second, (laughs) you'll see him. He's not a balloon. He's not a float. He is a yellow costumed character. And uh, we see him for a minute smiling and waving. And uh, I'm going to play the clip that follows immediately from you seeing Freud on the camera. It's Freud, and that stands for friend of your dreams. Kind of an ugly guy, but I guess he's so ugly he's cute. I like noses. I've always liked noses. Well, like Peter <laughs> Everybody wants to get into the act. Okay, that's it. I don't know how much they paid to have Freud walk in this parade, but uh, (laughs) the only thing that's going to be said about him is, boy, is he ugly. Now, Nathan, I've just sent you an image in chat of Freud. Take a look at him. He looks like either a sad bee with a huge nose or a very flaccid bulbous penis that's walking around. He also kind of looks like a droopy version of those statues of uh, sad children with no genitals that were really big in the 70s. And so this is 1990. So I've never heard of Freud. I have, uh, this is the first thing I've ever seen of him and it's in this parade. And so of course I became immediately obsessed with learning as much as I could about him. (laughs) Freud is F-R-O-Y-D, which stands for for reality of your dreams. Oh. For reality of your dreams. 
And the only instance besides this eBay doll that I've sent you, and by the way, if you want to own your own Freud, you can get it for under $25 right now, not including shipping. Definitely worth it. I found one mention of it, and it is a 1991 article in Inc. Magazine where they interview Carolyn Green, the inventor of uh, Freud. Uh, She started this doll line in 1979. She was a fashion designer, and she started just going from place to place trying to sell this doll and her uh, real estate mogul husband they both spent what is now over a million dollars of their own money to make prototypes and costumes she just go from place to place and this interview is talking to this poor woman after 11 years of trying to get freud to catch on in america uh she's in they talk to her and she's in bloomingdale's just trying to get kids to take free buttons (laughs) <laughs> and I uh, never made it. This was the most exposure Freud ever got. And uh, yeah, the host says, oh, yeah, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I, I was trying to figure this out. Like I was trying to figure out if it was a character from the preceding um like whatever balloon was in front of it or something. And then I was thinking, and, and then it kind of made me think of like a Popeye character or something, you know, like, hmm. you know, char- like Popeye would have like, like who's that one like guy with a weird looking, like a big, huge giant guy with big, huge arms. Bluto? No, not Bluto. There was like this weird character that was like a, an alien kind of a character. The goon. Yeah. Something like that. Like yeah. made me think of something like that. Yeah. I can see uh, that. But, but no, and when you try to look up Freud, um, Google is like, no, we know that you mean Sigmund Freud. <laughs> we know that's what you want. You couldn't possibly lo- be looking up Freud. That's the other thing is maybe don't name your children's doll after a doctor associated with sex. <laughs> with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> now, her other, when she, they interview her, she had a plan of a talk show hosted by Freud. And it would be animated called Friday Night Freud on Saturday Morning, featuring (laughs) more of her original characters. And I wish I had, I wish I knew more about them. I only know their names. There's the Princess of Procrastination. Okay. Dr. IMI, which stands for It's My Idea. HOG, which stands for Hot on Girls. (laughs) Okay. And Buzz Humming Nerd. I like it. I like it a lot. I felt bad for her because even though she has this rich husband and she's living in a Manhattan apartment, I'm sure she's still more successful and better looking than I am. I, because my father, when I was growing up, worked in American Greetings, and American Greetings at that time was making Care Bears, Mad Balls, My Pet Monster, Strawberry Shortcake. Mad like it was, it was a toy hit factory. And yeah. so people who had a dream to make their own toy would approach my dad about their idea and so many of these people i think just in the 80s it was easier to go about business the wrong way so they had already sunk tons of money into making prototypes and paying people and and making a line and you just knew you're just dumping your money down the toilet because toy companies they have a room full of people to make this stuff they don't need you to make it like in that uh toys we grew up with special and netflix whatever that's called you hear about how they yeah. made he-man villains it's like uh yeah you know i worked in sales i was like uh, who would he-man villain be uh stink or stinks bad yeah so we did that it's like that's all it takes <laughs> they're not they don't need you uh so yeah poor freud his brief moment in the sun that's my third pick and now we come to your <sighs> final pick Ooh, actually, um, producer Jeremy, can you pause us for a minute in your notes? Because I accidentally was so hot to look up Freud, I need to. I accidentally closed out of our video. Are you asleep in there? Is that you or Jeremy? That's me. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is that? Sorry. What is that? 
Okay. Go back to recording now. So, Nathan, what is your fourth and final pick for 1990? My fourth and final earnest pick is the R&B band, The Boys. A couple of young fellas from the other side of the tracks... (laughs) I feel like is how they would always introduce uh, R&B boy bands. Um, yeah, um, full black R&B boy bands. Like, <laughs> I feel like they was always like that. Um, and I freaking, they had a song on MTV called Crazy. And in, in, in this uh, video, it's, they're, they're all really young and they all, uh, do parodies of of other famous videos like George Michael's Faith and Bobby Brown's uh, My Prerogative. And the song was one of my favorites, and I was happy to see them on this. It made me feel very nostalgic and like a sweet young boy in my prime. <laughs> Play it? Play the clip. Thrown up in the air. Right behind him sailing in is Macy's classic clipper ship. It's on it. On it is a group of people who are so hot that folks are comparing them to the Jackson Five. They're known as the Boys, and they're celebrating the spirit of the holiday with a song inspired by the late great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boys. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> New Jack Swing. Oh, one of the, one of the best eras of R&B. Sorry. I mean, it really sounds like this girl is poison, but with Martin Luther King. It's it's beautiful. The one thing that that I loved about this, what you, the clip you just played, is it showcased one of the issues going on in this broadcast of they would introduce an act and you would hear everything before it happening at the same time. And it sounded like they didn't know they were supposed to start. And then it would sound like a mashup of whatever high school band was before them. And then whatever was coming. And you can hear it in this. This is a little bit like your complaint in uh, got high on yourself when the microphones would go next to a person's mouth that was singing <laughs> and you heard him too loud. You don't like your songs blended. No, I'm, I'm a, uh, I like those, pl- those, uh, uh, paper plates that have separators. <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I, I hadn't, I actually did not remember the boys at all. Uh, so I looked them up. They had four albums, which all became mm-hmm. decreasingly popular and, and good. Is that true? Decreasingly good, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) They were like, they got better and better, but the public just could not accept them. (laughs) And they they also, they changed their name to the Sons of Light. Um, I think (laughs) S-U-N. Yes, they are now called the Sons of Light. They live in Africa, and there was, I was reading their bios that they very obviously wrote themselves because there's a lot of spelling errors and <laughs> okay uh there was something about the way everything was worded and i was like hmm this seems a little culty in the phrasing <laughs> and i looked it up and they have all changed their names to different kind of ethereal things and they are very into mm-hmm. selling you spiritual home lifestyle products. That is mm. what they seem to be pushing very hard on their website. So the boys still in town, still ready to sell you yeah. some stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess, um, that appearance in 1990 at the Macy's day parade did not set them up well enough that now they are on the home healing path. I also, since we we touched on Pizza Hut, I was really afraid that Michael Jackson was not going to come up in this episode, and yet 
she brought us back home, saying that they were the next Jackson 5. Now, as they long weren't. as somebody brings up Disney World, we'll be three for three. <laughs> but we've come, hopefully it'll happen, but before that happens, uh, this is nearer to the uh, end of the parade. They are saving the best for last. Of course, the parade always ends with Santa Claus. I don't know how they get him every year, but somehow they get him. But how do you possibly drum people up to the glory of Santa Christ? And that is with an impressionist who will make us all <laughs> laugh named Fred Travelina. Here he is. Hey, listen, doesn't that gingerbread house look good enough to eat? Well, we're going to have to wait until impressionist Fred Travelina does his number because Fred has some rocket nursery rhymes for you. And here's a hint. Look out for some real celebrities. Now, he said, uh, he said, rock and nursery rhymes. He is on a big gingerbread float. And Fred Chevley is going to do some impressions for you. Now, if if you were afraid that you wouldn't know who, who he was doing an impression of, don't worry. Fred will tell you who he is doing an impression of every single time. <laughs> Children's times mean nursery rhymes. This is the way they should go. Michael Caine. <laughs> falling down, falling down. Pause this real quick. Do you think? Do you think in his live shows, he sets this up? He goes, "Have you ever thought to yourself, yes, what would it sound like if Doctor Ruth sang?" It's a small world. <laughs> I think it would go a little something like this. Hit that track. Also, <laughs> also, that's the worst Michael Caine I've ever heard. <laughs> Not that bad. It's falling down. Ladies and gentlemen, the president. Here we go. Problem? Very simple. You put your right foot in prudently. Your right foot out, then you put your left foot in. <laughs> Hopefully not in your mouth. All right. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, up and hello. Remember in that last episode, whenever I did my Reagan impression, I just went, well, well. He's doing it. He, he got <laughs> in the Macy's Parade. Oh, hello. Yo, I love this nursery rhyme. Super phallic casuals against Belladocious. Nailed it. The Bill Cosby? What's he doing? Yeah, that was supposed to be cause. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, see you, Fred. He's mercifully being taken away now. <laughs> every funny, every like public domain impression. Here, the thing with impressions, it, people who do impressions now, I feel like you get known for doing one or two. If you have a really great take or you just absolutely nail the impression. 1990, a simpler time. You could just, well, 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 not going to do it. Hey, yo, Adrian. <laughs> Michael K. Michael <laughs> hey. Yeah. Coming up next, you. my impression of this person. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I did no big, uh, follow- I, I, to be honest with you, watching that Fred traveling, it kind of drained me of <laughs> any humor <laughs> I, I had in my system. Yeah. I, I mean, gosh, impressionist, like it's, a, it's just a magic trick, right? It's not funny. It's a magic <laughs> trick. It's only funny when it's not perfect. Like when it's done, like, well, I don't know. I feel like impressions some- don't write jokes. You have to write something funny to say. Yeah. You can't just go out there and do it. Like you, you have to also make a joke. 
I feel like there's only like two people I can think of that I'm like every time they do one I laugh and it's funny. And then, but every but it's because yeah they're doing jokes they're doing like yeah they're doing material. things they're not just saying the name of the person which is how I do impressions <laughs> I just say the name of the person in their voice. Well, thankfully Barry Manilow was directly after Fred and he calmed everyone down. He was the balm of the show. Would you like to uh, hear my impre- my best impression? That's this was a long game to set you up to do your Thank you. famous run of impressions. Yes. So this is my best impression of any actor, any famous person. Uh it's very specific and it will only make sense to you if you have watched Dexter, the TV show. Well, I um, look this is my impression to being in the dark. <laughs> this is my impression of the character um I think his name was Angel Batista. I can't remember exactly what his name was. Angel Batista. The, okay. He's the Hispanic um, cop who works alongside Dexter. And oh, this good. is him saying Dexter's name. Jeremy, you might want to mark this time before uh, Nathan does his Hispanic impression. <laughs> it's, it's not strong. It's it's just what it's, 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 it's exactly what he sounds like. Are you ready? Here we go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Picture yourself. In a police station, okay. and you are trying to say the name of your blood spatter expert, who is also a serial killer. Dexter Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, That's it. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. You, Here, I'll do it again. Yep. Yeah, you nailed it. Dexter Morgan. There it is. Okay. Watch the show. You'll know. You'll know. I'll be sure to do that. You know, actually, Dexter is <laughs> one of those shows that uh, I watched the first two episodes. I was like, oh, this is terrible. And then somebody said, like, oh, you." G-. they did the thing where, like, you got to get to season four. Four? <laughs> oh, good. I'll watch three seasons of something I don't like with all the spare time I have to get to yeah, the eventually, thing that's good. Eventually, John Lithgow shows up. <laughs> I'll be so worn down. <laughs> I gotta find out. Like That was a show where, at some point, I was happy with just reading the Wikipedia summaries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now, that got me through the rest of the show. Of course, we can't live in the past. We have... Do you want to hear the new... Yeah, I, I know you do. You want to hear the new balloons that are coming for this year? Oh, can we say our favorite balloons uh, from history of from this episode? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you want to do that before hearing the new ones? Uh, Jeremy, feel free to, to cut this back and forth out. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> uh, sure. Do you have the list of balloons open from 1990? I just I have a favorite balloon. It is definitely the Ronald McDonald upside down, legs overhead, uh, whatever he's doing. That balloon is awesome. It's tall, you know, like somehow it floats still. It works. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Ass in the air, Ronald. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's yours? What's your favorite one? From this year, it's probably, uh, I always enjoyed seeing the camera they stuck in Spider-Man. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. They'll, cut, they'll cut to Spider-Man. Next, now this, this coming Thanksgiving, of course, the brand new balloons. You have Netflix's Ada Twist scientist. I'll pretend I knew who that is. We got Grogu, Baby Yoda himself. Grogu, oh, of course. Grogu. You gotta have Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have Grogu. We got Pikachu and Eevee in a sled. Classics. Classics. And I know a lot of times, uh, you know, people can say, oh, there's no original stuff. Well, there's two original property balloons in Macy's. Get ready to fall in love with them. It is Tiptoe the Reindeer. Mm. And Tony, the band leader bear. Get ready to follow Tony, fall in the love. band leader bear. Yes. Now, okay. the one piece of big disappointment I have with Macy's this year, balloon wise, 
is uh, one of the balloons on the site is Acorn. And I said, Acorn? This seems like they took it from the Ice Age balloon of that little rat that runs after the acorn. Like the Ice Age people didn't cough up money for this year. Sure enough, the old balloon was that squirrel chasing this acorn, and they just got rid of the squirrel. So it's just a floating acorn. It's just an acorn. (laughs) (laughs) No googly eyes or anything. Honey, get in here. The acorn is coming. (laughs) I would love to be in the apartment. Oh, like the Miracle on 34th Street? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you're a little girl who doesn't believe in Santa Claus and then an acorn comes by, well, maybe go change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. think Thanksgiving dinner is almost ready. I can hear the the turkey popper exploding and mm-hmm. releasing all of its juices all over the inside of my oven, if you know what I mean. So I think we have to get going here. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful dinner. If you like this podcast, you should subscribe on every platform. Mm-hmm. You should go and write a five star review everywhere yes. you can uh and uh, uh uh follow us on on everything we're on tiktok yeah we're on facebook we're That's on right. uh, uh, uh instagram yeah i'm sorry we're i'm gonna be hungry to, so i can't concentrate soon to be on the truth platform the donald trump social media <laughs> platform. at least for a week until it shuts down and of course, we will be starting a Kickstarter uh, to get the two of us to have a network special float. Yes. Which will have the two and of C- us. And a CGI special. Well, yes, that's a little bit. that The float is to promote our CGI movie that we're putting together. Yeah. But of course, we'll have mm-hmm. network special float where it's Nathan and I and we're standing in a big TV we're singing the theme songs to our past shows. We're singing Get High on Yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're singing... Um, we're humming the music from Bad Ronald. Yep. Um, well, <laughs> and of course, uh, our big head characters are walking around. Bad Ronald is there. Uh, yeah, the course. The Zulu Idol. Yes, the Zulu Idol Atlanta. doll from Trilogy of Terror yeah, the Zuni, is there. <laughs> the Zuni fetish doll. Uh-huh. <laughs> and who is that flying above us as a big balloon but it's our own producer, Jeremy, waving down, <laughs> spreading. I'm chasing that acorn. In a, in a, Nati- in a Native American headdress. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying everything is A-OK now. <laughs> My family finally figured out what to say to me. <laughs> Everyone, have a wonderful Thanksgiving or happy holidays or whatever you're doing. We love you. Bye.